You're listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast, a space for moms who are on the wild ride of motherhood while navigating their grief journey. Here are your hosts. I'm Rashida, a motherless mom of a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Yep, that is two under four. And I'm Kara, a motherless mom with a three-year-old, an angel baby, and one on the way. Let's dig in. Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 26 of the Grieving Mamas Club. This week, we're kind of, I guess, continuing. Two weeks ago, we did an episode with Mary Shelley, and she dives into suicide from a sibling standpoint. She went deep with us and talked about what it was like to lose her brother to suicide 10 years ago. And then so as a part two, I guess, and we're not really labeling them part one and two, but I will talk a little bit about what it was like to lose a friend to suicide when I was a teenager shortly there after my mom. If you have listened to my story, which is episode three, I touch on this a little bit, but I haven't always, I think, I don't know. I think the grief of my mom has always overshadowed the grief of Alex. So I am both excited to talk about her today, but also a little, a little nervous to talk about her because I'm pretty comfortable talking about my mom, but Alex is a different story. Yeah. So before we get into that, let's start with some more fun topics. Depends on how, how our weeks went. So Kara, how was your week? (laughs) (laughs) You know, the week was good. Just, you know, same song different day or however that goes. Same shit, different day. Let's be real. Why am I trying to church Mm -hmm. it up? Same Mm -hmm. shit, different day. Work is crazy, crazy busy. Brian and I are just getting our butts kicked in work. Kids are fantastic. Ellie, actually, I do have a gripe and we had like our first oopsie with Brooks Mm -hmm. as our listeners and everyone might remember our Brooks has hemophilia, which is a blood disorder, a bleeding disorder. So he bleeds, he does take medicine, et cetera, to help stop any kind of bleeds. But for this particular reason, this is exactly what he takes his medicine for. I was changing, he was on the changing table and I was, you know, changing him for school daycare. And he was like sitting up because he's six months old. And I don't know how this happened, but he's six months old. He has two little twofers what the hell? Um, I know they're so sweet. So he was like sitting up on his little changing table and I had him and I was holding him mm-hmm. and, and he was kind of like slumped over. Cause you know how they do like that, like that, that, like a uh, three position, you know, sit. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of, I was like taking off his shirt and then he just kind of like slumped over and boom bumped his head, like his face in between like his nose and his upper lip. And Mm -hmm. it just, you know, he just lost it. Obviously I was like, Oh my God. And he just started Mm -hmm. like bleeding. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And so it's like seven in the morning or something like that. It's just way too early. And like, I instantly go from like calm and happy to like hundred thousand miles an hour. Holy fuck. So Brian's like, all right. Yeah. So Brian's like, okay, we got to call the doctor just to see what they say. They were mm-hmm. so not worried. Instead, Brian was like, he's so good and he's so calm. Instead, like I was a nervous wreck of a mess. And mm-hmm. I would be <clears throat> in this scenario. Usually I'm not. Usually I'm a little the more calm one. And Ben is the first to hit the panic button when it comes to kids emergencies. Yeah. But in your situation, I would be losing my shit. 
Yeah. Well, you know, one, because of his diagnosis and two. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. 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 And two, because it happened on my watch, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, if Mm -hmm. if this shit happens with me and like, I know stuff's going to happen. So like, I guess like for the first time Mm -hmm. for something to happen, I'd rather it be with me, I guess. Then like, you know, if it happens elsewhere or with, with whomever, I'm always going to be like, I'm going to have to learn how to deal with that and not be like, what the fuck? Why weren't you watching him at every move? Yep. Because I know he's got, he is in yep. the best hands at his daycare. But anyway, so yeah, we called the doctor and like, they took their, they're like, yeah, what happened? They're like, okay. They're like, well, see, check it in an hour. It, you know, it did take an hour for him to stop bleeding, but really mm-hmm. wow. and also, but the other thing you gotta remember is that anything like on the face bleeds more and is That's true. quicker That's to true. bleed. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Someone told me that. And I was like, Bless you. You are an angel that you just decided that some like you to tell tell me that and remind me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, it stopped bleeding. We applied pressure as best I could and an ice pack as you know without him like trying to eat it. But other than that, you know, he it his fine it shit healed in like two days. Baby skin Yay. regenerates okay, like a motherfucker, like on like okay. anything. It's along with their nails. Like they mm-hmm. I have to trim them Dude. every day. I know, don't get me started. I know. <laughs> And they're always dirty because because oh. my kids are, I guess, always like perpetually digging in fucking dirt at school. I don't know. Yes. There's not they, even any dirt to be like, they play on like a blacktop, but I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> I know. Uh, same way. Ellie plays in mulch, like tire mulch or some shit. Yeah. Like I know. Yes. Anyway. So, and then some of Ellie's friends are playing gymnastics are playing gymnastics signing I have signed up for gymnastics I was doing like okay gymnastics, mm-hmm. doing yeah mm-hmm. I am not I've never been exposed to gymnastics in my life this is our first time yep. but I hear yep. it's I hear it's you have been no no oh. no I'm I am like okay yeah 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 I was a cheerleader so I have been exposed to, to gymnastics in some way shape or form and I'm thinking about signing up P so I was I'm ready to hear what you guys say Okay, cool. Well, I mean, I don't know much and it doesn't start until August, but what I do know is that it's expensive as fuck and how Mm. in the hell, I mean, it's $95. So P would be a little bit cheaper, potentially depends on Mm -hmm. we're going to Olympia out here in West County and Mm -hmm. for P would be like 67 a month. Ellie is 95 a month plus a $45 registration fee. So like the first month is $140. How often does she go? Once a week, you know, once a week for a fifth for okay. almost an hour. Okay. So, you know, that's a that's hundred bucks a month for, and, and, you know, they do have a good, good cancellation policy. So if, mm-hmm. if she decides that she's not digging it, then I will yank the fuck out of her because yes, out of that class, because we did soccer last year and that was a nightmare. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, it's like, it's so gymnastics will be our first round, but it's so expensive. How did our parents, how did our parents afford? My mom didn't work. And like, we don't come from money. Oh, I no, I didn't do a whole lot of like extracurriculars for whatever reason. Like, I think my mom, like my brother played a lot of sports and I did not. And yeah. I, really, I think my mom, like I was in Girl Scouts, which was free. Uh-huh. I think my mom was just like, you're my smart kid and you're my athletic kid. Like go forth and do those things. Yeah. And so like, I, I just didn't, I didn't. Well, and I'm not athletic. So I'm sure she picked up on that early on. and was just like, I'm not wasting my You were a cheerleader though. But then that, and like, you weren't a but hockey not, cheerleader. No, I was a hockey was cheerleader. No, I was an actual cheerleader. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't even know what a hockey cheerleader means. What does that even mean? What? Well, let me tell you. Right? I was going to keep on skating by it. And I was like, I do not know what the hell she's talking about. Like, you know, ice hockey. Right. So what, so what does that mean? Like you just sat on the side 
Like, what does that mean? Well, no, we stood. Did you, down. Did you skate? You skate? Okay. No, no, no. We were like, you know, in the stands, like okay. in between the glass and the stands. Okay. And no, yeah, we had palms and we had like sweaters and like the skirt and tights and like the sweaters. tennis shoes. <laughs> it was, yeah. And the outfit was so adorable and it was, yeah, it was not real. There was no way that it was cheerleading in that we stood there and screamed and moved our hands and did some kind of like core, you know, coordinated like routine, <laughs> but like there was no one was flipping. No okay. one was doing stunts. There was none of that shit. Okay. No, 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 I was no. getting ready to be like, was anybody stunting? Okay. No. So yes, I was a cheerleader yeah. who did stunts and flips. And that's that athletic. Kind of thing. Well, I didn't flip. I was a mostly stunter and like a dancer and stuff, but anyways, it is athletic, but it's like, not, it's not, I can't like, I cannot, I'm not coordinated enough to play like sports, I guess. And I do think, I will say, I do think cheerleading is a sport, right? Mm-hmm. Like I do, but I just like in a traditional sense, I don't, I can't basketball. I can't soccer. And I think so to what, to your point about saying you tried soccer with Ellie and it was just a shit show. That's how I feel about sports with Dom. Like we tried soccer and he was like really effing into it the first day. So like it was, it was a practice, like a freebie. So then we're like, yeah, sign him up. We did kickeroos. Nope. No kicker is for him. The rest of the session, he hated it. And it was like dragging him to go. So it sucked. <laughs> then yes. did, yeah. Yeah. We did T-ball this past spring and uh-huh. it was also really crappy. Oh, rats. It was also really crappy. We had tried swim lessons three times now, all to no success. What? And so we, I don't, I think he's just going to be like a debate clubber or like a mathematician person, which is fine. I'll tailgate the shit out of that. Oh, but <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Whatever he wants to do, I'm down to, to be there and support whatever it is he's trying to do. But I think I'm like, I feel stressed out because I'm like, I feel like it's my job as his mom right now to like introduce him to all the possibilities of things he could have done. Like, what if I could have been a professional golfer too, if my mom had just introduced me in enough time, you know, like, no, so I have he's poor. weird guilt about it. I know he's Ben poor. keeps saying that Ben keeps saying like, he's fucking poor. No, you're good. And I understand <sighs> what you mean. Cause I feel the same way. Like, like the guilt of like, Oh my God. I, the flip side of yes, he's four. the flip side is like, Oh my God, he's four. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. He's already four. He should be, he needs to, we need to keep, keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, see what else until we, we find something. Yes. Right. But because also I feel like people who love who, sorry, go ahead. No, go. Um, I just, I feel like people who also like are really into a sport, like when you're like, oh, that's cool. When did you start playing? They say four or like, oh, I've been doing this since I was two or I've been, yes. whatever. No. Ben played hockey, started playing hockey when he was four. I cannot imagine Dom playing hockey at this age. Does he still play? Ben? No. Yeah. No, Producer no. Brian plays Monday mornings. And so, but yeah, I was just curious. I was like, oh, maybe they could get a skate no. together he or was, something. He was going to once and then just like never, he's going to do, he's an ice hockeyer better than roller hockey. Mm-hmm. So he was going to roller, he joined a roller hockey league once and then was just like, I don't really care to do this. So didn't do it anymore. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I wonder, I wonder where Dom gets it from. No, I'm just kidding. Right, that. right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, so that, yeah, no, yeah. all that to say, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how gymnastics goes for you. Cause I'm like, well, peace should get her turn in the sun of trying something. Yeah. Right. 
I know exactly. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know if like at her age, if they make you be out there too, I am not down with that. I'm know, more of I a sit that. back and cheer you from the sidelines. Like I, we, we did swim lessons with Ellie when she was like six months old. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking do it. Just stick them mm-hmm. like they don't need it. And you're in there and you're still postpartum as fuck. And mm-hmm. you're not feeling good mm-hmm. in a suit. Cause you're just six months. Just go. You just had a child. Just wait, honey. Just yes. wait. They're yes. Fine. I agree. They're I agree. Fine. And it, it, it it got, it got us no advantages, right? So like we did it with Don when he was, I think like nine or 10 months as well. Yeah. And we were like, great, this is going to get him acclimated to water. And he is four years old and still very much afraid of water. So, right. Right. I, yeah, they'll me come around their own time. I know. Exactly. I know. How was your week, Rashida? Oh, Lord. <laughs> here, let me pour some high noon through here. here you go. Yes. Cluck, cluck, cluck. <laughs> Good freaking Lord. I had, I mean, and Kara knows this listeners, but, and some of you probably do, but I had like not COVID, but something worse than COVID. So yeah. I like two weeks ago, was it two weeks ago? No, no, not only a week ago or so now. I don't even know. It was a long time it was ago. over like, yeah. Lifetime. Also, it feels like, yeah, I had, like I had a, well, so funny story. I tried a, a weed gummy. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Try to weed gummy. Cause you were, and, cause you were texting us. Yes. Okay. Well, so I tried another one, right? Okay. So yeah. I tried another one Saturday night. I woke up on Sunday and I had listeners. I'm, I have never been high in my life. I, I have never smoked. <laughs> I am like the goody goody tissues of weed. I just basically found alcohol and decided that I never needed another vice in my life. Yeah. Like never, ne- never smoked weed in college, high school, college, nothing. Why Anyways, mess with a good 30, thing? You know, 32 year old Rashida is like, I need to get high. Anyways. <laughs> so I take, I take this weed gummy after I texted you guys the, a second time and Sunday, this is Saturday night. After I'd been drinking, it was the parents, it is a parents' night out. Uh-huh. Sunday, I wake up and I have heartburn. All right. Oh. I have what feels like heartburn. And so I was attributing that to A of all the gummy and B of all the late night ice cream bar I ate. Or just drinking I do, too. I usually like usually but drinking doesn't do it. It's usually like if I eat something past like eight o'clock because I'm a grandma. If I eat something past eight o'clock uh, yeah. and then immediately lay, lay down, I'll get bad heartburn. And this is a postpartum. This has never happened to me before I had kids. That is some postpartum shit. situation. Mm-hmm. That is some something bullshit. got jiggled down there that it just ain't right. Yeah. And so I had, <laughs> I wake up on Sunday and I've got the heartburn and I'm like, Oh man. So I'm like chewing Gaviscon, which is like the better Tums. I like Gaviscon more than I like Tums. Never heard of this. I got to go. It, it's so, it's so much better. It works faster than Tums. Huh? I just like it. Where I do like you get this Gaviscon? <laughs> just like Walgreens. This Genghis Khan stuff. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm a big, looks big like fan Pepsi. of that. Okay. So you, yeah. So I usually take two of those. If I eat really late, I'll take two of those before I go to bed. And okay. Good. But anyways, so if you already have heartburn, you can take it and it gets rid of it. So on Sunday, I wake up with the, you can take up to 16 in the 24 hours. And it's just like, 16, damn. Yes. So I have all these, all these Gavscons and I, my chest pain, like doesn't go away. It still feels like indigestion. Then towards the end of the day, I like spike a fever of 101 and was like, oh, that's kind of weird. So I went to sleep. Woke up the next day, no fever, totally fine. Monday goes by and I still have like a little bit of heartburn, but that's not 
or what I think, think is heartburn, but that's not like totally out of the realm of sometimes when I have really bad heartburn attacks, it lasts for like 24 hours, but I can still kind of feel it. Tuesday, I'm doing great. Still don't have like still just a little bit of chest pain, but not terrible. Tuesday night, I go to sleep at like 2 a.m. on Wednesday. I wake up and I have like the worst headache I have ever had, like worse than my COVID headache. Like, I feel like my eyes are going to pop out of my head. Oh God. My throat, my throat is hurting. My chest is like absolutely on fire. And so like, I get up and I was like, oh. so I take my temperature. It's 102. Oh boy. I am just like unwell. So I like here I'm in the like, middle. Yeah. Ben. Well, so in the middle of the night, I'm like trying to Friggin' COVID swab myself at 2 a.m. Oh, without oh. waking up my family. <laughs> oh. COVID swabbing. And then I like laid on the couch and waited the 15 minutes to see. And it's and while I was doing that, I was like, well, even if I fucking don't have COVID, I should get this chest pain checked out. Like this is scary. Yeah. And so I yeah, as a person who has lost their mom to and uh let me tell this is let me tell you about grief journeys when I get to my hospital stay. Good God. Mm. The person who's lost a parent young, my mom was 43 when she had a heart attack. Like I don't F around with chest pains of any sort. So, no. so I make myself an urgent care appointment. Cause it's like, I've obviously got to get this checked out. I wake up then and I'm like, I've got a fever. My chest really hurts. I, I'll go to urgent care in the morning. Ben has a like work presentation in the morning. So by the time he leaves to get the kids out, he's like kind of off, off the off the grid basically yeah. to do this presentation. Yeah. I'm like, all right, so I'm going to go to urgent care out of which lately I feel like urgent cares. They've been a little bit better lately, but for like a while, the last like year, even if you have an appointment, you're still like waiting in the urgent care for like an hour prior to yeah. your appointment or like they put you in the room and then you're waiting there. So I brought like snacks, my Kindle, like all of these, th- a water bottle, all of these things. Cause I didn't know how long it would take. So I get there, I get right in. I tell her what's going on. She's like, mm, okay. Let's, I'm going to give you this like GI cocktail is what they called it, quote unquote. And it was like the weirdest substance I've ever had. It was both chalky, mm. chunky, and slimy. Oh, no, thank All you. And like minty. All those things. And she's like, yep, slurp it. Yeah, she's like, slurp that shit on down. And he's like, all right, so I, I do. And she's like, and you'll start to feel it numb. And that'll, that should help if this is indigestion. I'm like, all right, cool. She comes back and she's like, mind you, so I still had the fever prior to, prior to me, and this is important, prior to me getting to the urgent care, I had the fever, but I'd taken Tylenol. So then obviously I didn't have the fever by the time I got to urgent care. Okay. So she gives me the GI cocktail. She comes back in like 20 minutes and she's like, so how are you feeling? I was like, I gotta tell you, my throat is numb, but my chest still hurts. And she's like, Oh, well, it's probably, I'm going to tell you, it's probably not indigestion. Then if like the Gaviscon you took didn't work and this GI cocktail didn't work. So they give me a, an x-ray to like, see if it's pneumonia or something. Oh, boise. Yeah. That comes back negative. She's like, okay, so I think that I'm going to write, I'm going to write you a prescription for a steroid and if, and take that. And then if in 24 hours, your chest still hurts with your history, I wouldn't really mess around with it. So if like, you're still feeling any kind of chest pain tomorrow, I would just go to the ER. I was like, all right. So I get in the car, I'm going to Walgreens to fill the script while I'm at Walgreens. They're like, well, it takes 15 minutes. Do you want to wait? I'm like, sure. So I'm like sitting in my car waiting and my chest, like I keel over it, like starts to hurt so bad. Rashida, so I was like, no. So I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm just going to go to the ER. Oh my God. Like, well, okay. gets, 
Can I ask you, like, what does this paint? Does it feel like like you have a cramp or like it just, just felt? Hurts? It felt like it hurt. Like it felt like re- like I couldn't catch my breath, and it felt like really bad. Like think of like the worst heartburn you've ever had, and then like multiply it by ten, and then set it on fire. Like it just like hurt like everything it just like breathing hurt and it was I felt I took some comfort I guess in the fact that it was like more of the center of my chest okay and not necessarily like over my heart heart. and my left arm never went numb or anything like that and that's a sign of a heart attack so I was like okay it's got to be something then whatever it is I just want to be okay like whatever it is so I go so I'm like all right I'm just gonna go to the ER of which then I text Ben, I'm just heading to the ER. So he gets out of his presentation and his wife's like, I'm going to the ER. Yeah. No big deal. He's like, yeah. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, I'll come and meet you at the ER. I was like, I really don't think that's necessary. Like until I know what is happening. There's no point in you just like sitting here and us being bored together when I can just like play Candy Crush and mind my business. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I prepare for this. I got my audio book. I'm really, or I got my Kindle. I'm really okay. And so I'm there. And then I tell everybody in the intake room, they do like an EKG. Everybody in the intake room is like, all right, why are you here again? This is why I fucking hate going to like, you have to like retell your story so many times that I'm like, I'm like that nurse was taking notes. I know. Like, did you read her notes? Did you not type Like she was typing it in a computer right in front of you. What is going on? Yes. Like, did you guys talk? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So yes. And then, okay. So tell me what's going on. Yes. Okay. So Rashida, Rashida. Okay. So why are you here tonight? Fuck me. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, I have chest pain. Like I, I have chest pain. And my mom died of a heart attack. What more do you want? Yes. Yes. So every time I said I have chest pains, like the, the, here's the grief journey part of it, right? Like every time to say, Oh, I I'm here because I have chest pains, which in itself is triggering. Right. And then to have to repeat Yes. So like, so here I am thinking like, shit, I'm going to die. Just like my mom, like here it is, here it is. And so like, then, so you're there and I'm trying to keep myself calm. And then to have to repeat over and over and over again, my, and then everybody's face when you say it. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, Hey, Rashida, what are you here for? I'm here for chest pains. I've had chest pains for three days and my mom died of a heart attack at 43. So, oh gosh, yes. Let's get your EKG. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. And so I'm just like, okay. Okay. So then finally I get put back into like a room, which isn't even really a room. It's like mercy. When you get like triaged at mercy at mercy, it's like a hallway with curtains. So it's like just a bed, a monitor. And then they like put the curtains around you and you, they just like tell you to change. So other people. Yeah. Oh, walking God. by, I was just like, okay, whatever. I'm still okay. I got a couple beef sticks in here. I'll eat. I got my water. I'm fine. A beef stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's okay. <laughs> I'm in the right place. My CEO, God love her. I love her so much. She is like texting me by the hour. And I don't know if she thought like Ben and I got divorced overnight <laughs> because she kept being like, is anyone there with you? I will drop everything I'm doing to go be with you. And I was like, I have a husband. Yeah. Who, whose legal job it is to drop everything and come be with me. At the right. 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 I'm good. Yeah. But thank God you. God love her though. She was yeah. stressing for me. Yeah. Anyways. So the doctor comes in and he's again, I give my whole spiel. I have chest pains and a headache and a fever. Like these are the three things I have. I feel like everybody just heard chest pains. Mom died at 43 and ignored everything else I said. So like everybody had tunnel vision, which 
I do. I do. I, this is going to sound like a complaint. And in some ways it is, I do totally appreciate that. Like I do appreciate that everyone took me seriously. Nobody, there was no, like nobody made me feel like there's, there is this thing in the health community where like black women are not getting the proper health care that they should be getting. They're like not taken seriously. It's why um, what? Black, black mom mortality rates are higher what? than what? white women having babies. Okay. This mm-hmm. is a whole nother conversation, but what? Well, I, and this is, yeah. And it is, it's also, it's proven, but it's not like, I don't want to say it's like purposely done. It's not like all doctors are racist or anything like that, but it's also like straight up in their training. Right. So like a doctor could be like, this presents as redness of the skin and bruising, but then like, you can't actually see redness of the skin or bruising on a black person. So then they're like, you don't have anything. You're fat. Like, Got you know, it. so there's like some medical learnings that have to go on. So I'm not, I, there are doctors who are just like, no, nah, I don't think that person knows what they're like. They're not really sick or whatever, but there are, is some medical relearning that has to go on. So gotcha. Okay. Wow. That's really yes. interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. And yeah, also like, mom- what the fuck? It's not like black people are new. <laughs> Correct. 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 And I guys can, have been I a little longer, home. way longer than white people. I'm pretty sure. Yes. I, know, and but. I could, I could give a whole spiel on why of reasons why that is too, but that's <laughs> anyways. So this is not, and I was like making sure I was heard. Right. So like, I was like, I am being heard. And I never once felt like anyone was ignoring me or downplaying my symptoms. If anything, right. I feel like they jumped on the, like I said, they had tunnel vision for, they hear, like mom in her thirties, her heart pain, her chest pain, mom died at forties. Like, so they're like, whoop. Yep. yep. So here I am laying in, laying in the bed, laying in the bed, waiting for Ben to come up, thinking about how like my chest pain is and how, how it happened with my mom and my mom's came on as chest pain. Right. And it just was so much stuff going through my head. The doctor comes back and he's like, yeah, we're going to just keep you overnight because of your family history. And it's like, (laughs) Okay. Hey. Cool. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. And you didn't so let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you, go ahead. And you didn't sleep one wing no, because you can't sleep in a fucking not. hospital. Because they're first of all, no. they're they're in like every I don't know, 30 <sighs> minutes, 10 minutes to like check your vitals and just make sure you're good. Yes. You're good. And then there's like other shit going on. Plus you're sleeping. Are you still sleeping in this like curtain and curtained hallway? No. So they bring me to another like room, holding room, which basically is like jail. Like it like you get your own space, but there's no doors. Like, so like, it's just curtains, like a bunch of jail cells. There's just a bunch of like rooms with curtains and stuff. Yes. Yeah. No door. Mm -hmm. And so like, I could hear everything that was going on in everybody else's rooms too. Right. And so it was just a long, so they wheeled me off to do Once that my blood work comes back. Okay. My EKG comes back. Okay. So it's like, I am not I am not actively having a heart attack right now. Then they're like, but we want to check for pulmonary embolisms too. Oh. So they go, I go, yes, I go get this other lung test, right? Make sure everything's good in there. That comes back fine. And it's not until 2 a.m. that the nurse comes in and she's like, hey, how are you? And I was like, hey, is anyone concerned about my headache and high fever? And she goes, hmm, yeah, you know what? You have had a fever the last couple of times that we took your temperature. I was like, I'm aware. I'm well aware that I have a fever. And so she's like, let me go get the nurse practitioner. And I was like, you do that. Nurse practitioner comes back in and she's like, yeah, it looks like they haven't tested you for like any infections. So like, I'm going to do the whole panel. I'm going to test for RSV, mono, blah, blah, blah. All these yeah. things. It looks like I can test for like 27 different, different things. Viruses. Right? Yeah. And she's yeah. like, I'm going to test you for all of those. It looks like you, you came in, you said chest pain, 
family history and everybody jumped onto that. And I was like, again, not mad at that, right? Like let's rule out the scary shit. Cool. But we also should have been like doing the low hanging fruit too, while we were ruling out all the scary shit. Right. Anywho. The next morning, so they, I was supposed to take a stress test the next morning. And I was like, I, we've already kind of ruled out that it is not my heart Heart or my lungs. Yeah. So I'm going to opt out of the stress test. And they're like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, like I'm I'm a pretty active person. Like she already stressed. We know it. We should already. Yes, we know. I'm already okay. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm like wearing my Peloton shirt. Like I'm like, I like, I clearly am an active person. I'm just, I would rather if, if you're telling me this is something viral, I want to go fight this at home. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay. So they bring me these papers that I have to sign out saying that I didn't, I refused to stress test and that I was signing myself out of the hospital. And that, that was a really hard moment for me because my mom signed herself out of the, yes, yes. My mom signed herself out of the hospital the first time before she went back in the second time to have a heart to, and that's where she ultimately died at the hospital. And so I was just like, I know in my heart that I don't need this. <laughs> I know in my heart. I know that I don't. <laughs> pun, pun intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know in my hurting chest that I don't, that I don't need to do this stress test. And I really just want to go home. Part of me was like, is this, am I just, is this fate? Like, am I just doing exactly what my mom did? And then I'm not going to get to see my kids anymore. Like oh. it was, it was, I had a, really like it was a rough like grief isn't linear man no (laughs) no I mean I was just like oh god so they took they took what what happened with that test that they took to test for all these different infections like it came back as nothing like none of those none of no viral no no viruses that they know of no covid no nothing and so they were like all we can do basically is send you home with the steroids and you can take tylenol or motrin every three hours and we'll see well hopefully that gets your keeps your fever down, which should help with your headache and which should help with your chest pain. That was, I went home. So I go into the hospital Wednesday. I go home Thursday morning. I had a fever. I shit you not of one Oh two until Sunday. What? Monday morning. What? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I was bed bound for five days. Like there was nothing I could do. Like my head hurt, my chest hurt. I couldn't get rid of my fever. I like, there was nothing I could do. So all I did was sleep and watch selling sunset. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Rashida. So over Memorial, like there was a span of like three weeks over like Memorial day. So it was like Memorial day weekend. So it was like the weekend week before the weekend of, and the weekend after Ellie, Brian, Mm. and myself, we all got like a stomach bug and it was similar Mm -hmm. to that. Our heads hurt. We were super, Mm -hmm. but we were like super sick, like vomiting and diarrhea on top of it on top of like not being able to get out of bed. Now, granted, like that was, it was probably like Brian got the worst of it and he was probably down for like three days straight, but yeah, I mean, but, but, but no fever. So Mm -hmm. some people are saying like, that's like a different, like, like maybe that was like, that's like how COVID is presenting now, which is mm-hmm. I'm like, well, okay, well, I guess we had COVID. I don't, I know, like never thought to like test because it wasn't like, the normal. Yeah. Yeah. But now like, I mean, that wasn't I even mean, a month ago, you know, anyway. Well, and I was like a couple people, I think you two care. were like, are you sure it's not COVID? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this is like fever. Yeah. Like all like the classic symptoms, like headache, 
your eyes yes. are going to fall out of your dome because like, yes. yeah, like I've heard that so many times. Yes. And they're like, nope, no, no, nothing that we know of. My mother-in-law was like, it's gotta be like long COVID or something. And it's like, I, I don't, I don't. Weren't you just saying too, that like you guys were still like in the 90 or maybe you were just at the cusp. Of- we were at the end of, yes. Yes. Oh, we were at yeah. the end of the, whatever the the dang period 90 day for, which now yeah. they're saying that it that it lasts longer than 90 days they're seeing so who the fuck no nobody knows who knows and you can also get another random variant so i don't know here's what i do know oh, whatever geez. i had whatever i had whatever random viral infection it was it sucked more than covid wow for me because i had covid and i hated covid too like i'm not saying covid was a breeze walk in the park but covid was like a day and a half that i felt really really crummy this was five days i had to take so much time off work yeah yes it was yeah it was long and then in addition to like grief journeys and whenever i'm like that sick is one of the only times i like want my mom. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, I guess you just never fucking grow out of that. But like, whenever I am that sick, I like need an adultier mom. (laughs) You need to take care of you because let's, yeah, let's be honest. Our spouses, our husbands, they just, they are great caretakers, but they are not your mom. Just, you know, it's correct. It's just different. And plus, and also they have a lot of other things to do to keep the household going. They have been had two other toddlers and work, you know? So at some point yes. it also has to kind of be like, are you going to be good? Then you, you're good to just, you know, right. <laughs> post up in the bedroom. And yeah. You, yeah. Like you yell if you need me, but like I have, yeah, two toddlers and work and like, and his mom was helping us a lot too. So like, that's, I guess that's the thing about being a sick mom is like, when you're sick, no one is there to care for you, you know, yeah. like you're, you're, you're the caretaker. And then people are stepping in to take care, help take care of your family, which is what you want. Right. But then you're just kind of like sitting there being sad in your griefy feels watching selling sunset and you're alone mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. And it's like, there's even more, like you're already feeling crummy and you know, you just want someone to just nurture you and uh-huh. care of you. Mm-hmm. already. I mean, and then I feel like you just never really grow out of wanting your mom or wanting I, someone to take care of you. So I can, and, and it's like intensified even more so when you're sick because when you're, you're the caretaker like for a se- Yeah. And for a second, you're like sick with the same thing that like took your mom out. So like, it was just a weird, like, I was just like, am I, I, Oy. Yeah. Oy. And it like, I, we've talked about this before. It like brought me to this weird place of putting myself in my mom's shoes, right? Like, what was she thinking that night? Yeah. Like, was she, yeah. was she like, I will never see my kids again. I know you've thought about this before. Right. Right. But like but, to sit in the hospital and to have that thought, like to be where my mom was and to have that thought, it was just a whole lot, a whole lot. And I think I did an okay job of like, I wasn't like sitting in my hotel or my hotel. It was <laughs> <a long time. laughs> the spa. <laughs> it was the worst hotel I've ever paid a million dollars to be at. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it wasn't like I was just sitting in my hospital room crying. Like I was trying to like keep calm and I was watching TV and I was obviously like Ben was there and all those things. But like, yeah, every so often it would just come back to me like, 
it's like, it's like cyclical. Like you are a, you're being strong because you have to, because you have no other fucking choice or mm-hmm. your other choice is to absolutely fucking lose it. And then they're like, yo, she needs to go to psych ward. Okay. And then, then that's a whole other issue. And then you're like, really never seeing yes. kids again, probably. I don't know, but right, for sure, <laughs> but, but you, yeah, but you know, you have to hold it together for yourself and you have to hold it together for your family. And then you also have to have, maybe there's like some, also some shred of hope that like, this isn't how it's going to go down. This isn't my story. This isn't how my story is going yes. to be. It doesn't have to just happen. Yes, it's happened to my mom. And like, there are some watch outs, but mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. are going to be, you are proactive in making sure that you are not repeating that same story. You're right. It, yes. And like, I, these are things I was saying to myself too. Like, I'm, I'm not, you're right. I, I wasn't saying it's not my story because that's what a wonderful thing I should have been saying to myself, but I just kept being like, I'm not my mom. Right. I take way better care of myself than my mom did on a lot of levels. Like, and I don't mean that as like, not a dig. I don't know. Like, it's not a dig. It's not a dig. It's just like, she was a smoker. I've never, as we, as we just talked about, never smoked a cigarette or weed in my life. She didn't work out. I've spent my entire like adult life being really active. I Mm -hmm. like, I try to eat healthy foods. Like I'm aware of my body more, like, you know, like, and so right. I think I'm better. I'm significantly better than she was at self-care because she didn't do that. Right. And so in right. mental health and all those things. So like, I just think I have a lot more things working in my favor, but in the moment when your chest hurts, girl, like there's, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how can you not feel that way? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just got scared and just like, I like, cause they're there and they'll tell you too, like if heart disease runs in your family, sometimes there's just nothing you can do, right? Like healthy people have heart attacks too. You can do eat all the vegetables, run all the marathons in the world and still have a heart attack. Yeah. It's just your, predis- your, little di- bit. your predisposition to yeah, yeah. To genetics. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a little bit of a mind fuck that whole oh completely completely oh my gosh Rashida I'm so sorry and that would have been scary on its own but having known like knowing the history behind Mm -hmm. you know everything that's what makes it like a thousand times worse and like having to repeat your story just really fucking sucks I just like don't you hate it so much that this is the story you have to tell before, before I answer that, we've already gone on and on and on about this. So I feel like we're just going to have to do the suicides story as part of our next episode. Sorry, listeners, quick pivot. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This is a different episode about how grief again, isn't linear. So yeah. What did you just ask me though? Doesn't it suck that, that this, that this has to be your story? Yes. And I will say I love talking about grief and my mom on my terms. Yeah. We obviously I love talking about it because this is we, we have a whole podcast to talk about it. And mm-hmm. I love love having this community where I can talk about it on my terms. But there is something there was yeah. something so a little bit jarring, I think, about having to not only repeat the story several times, but repeat it in like a succinct medical way. So like what's yep. what are you here for? I have heart my my chest hurts. My mom died at 43. So like, clinical. Yeah. So exactly. clinical. And mm-hmm. you can tell that as I said it, each person was like, oh, that is that's young. If the doctor looked at me and was like, that's young. Thanks, I know. I yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I aware. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I know doc. So can yeah. we, it's like, it's, mm-hmm. 
get he's to like, the bottom. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, so we're just going to take, do all the, all the tests. And she's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I just, let me call my husband. You yeah. can keep me. I'm not going to fight you on keeping me. Like he was like, yeah, I'd like to keep you overnight, and I like, but I'm not going to fight you on that. Right. That is fine. And so have you, how have you been feeling since? Better, uh, except for mother nature decided to remind me that I'm a lady and that I have lady parts <laughs> and like my back is fucking killing me today due to period cramps, oh, yeah, but no, I am feeling a lot better. But what has come out of it is that I probably should have a cardiologist, Oh, a, a like a baseline cardiologist probably should have had one my whole adult life. Like really just. Mm-hmm. Just because of the nature of mm-hmm. my mom, mom having died of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. So does like, how are your grandparents? Like, is this something, does this so run into your grandpa- mom's? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my, my grandpa, my mom's dad died of a heart attack in his sixties. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think I remember you um, telling me that. Yes. And then, and then obviously my mom, we just have several people on my mom's side of the family who have died of heart attacks. So it is very much so in my family. My dad currently has like strokes every once in a while, like minor strokes. So it does, it just like, I should, I should have a cardiologist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just to, just what's to have it a baseline. Hurt besides like, I don't know. I mean, that's another separate conversation. You'd be like, so was it going to hurt besides like your wallet? But I mean, I don't know like what's covered and like, et cetera, mm-hmm. but like that sucks too, to like figure, have to figure that out. But like, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like, you try to be proactive in all of these areas as best you can. And it's, yeah, that's all you can do. Right. It is all which, I can do, but it's still, I want, which sucks to say, sucks. like, I don't know. I'm just, it just like, doesn't, that doesn't like sit right with me either, but, but, but it's what you can do to help make yourself feel better to help. But get... I'm doing, yes, that I'm doing all the things that are necessary to like live as long as possible. But now, now I'm on this like weird, like health journey. Like I'm like, should I be on like some weird health diet, like, or a heart healthy diet? Like, should I be like, what is going on with my body? That like, is my body sending me a signal right? that I need to do something different? Well, in the last couple episodes or so, <laughs> I know that we were talking about that how you were feeling, honestly, Rashida, like when you were telling me that your heart was racing, stuff like that. And I was thinking, I thought about like the last couple episodes when you were saying that you were feeling like everything is slowing down and I feel like I need to pick something up and you were trying to figure out what, or if you should, or what that would be and what that would look like. If it's as silly as like you, just as your body, just saying like, like, is it anxiety? But is this like anxiety, like showing itself to presenting itself in a different way? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but maybe this is just more of like your body just saying, slow the fuck down, Chica, like, keep it, keep it chill. I do. I agree. I do agree that I, I shouldn't pick anything else up. <laughs> yeah. And, and like that I should. Yeah. My, my, this has been a, a real lesson for me in sitting still because I had to literally for five days. And so, yeah. And it's been an interesting, that was, this is the longest, we should just call this episode. How is Rashida's week? Yeah. Hashtag griefy. Yeah. I love it. That's what we're going to do. Super, super griefy week for me that yeah. manifested itself in weird ways. Cause like, yeah, like it's, it's again, this is, these are reasons why we say grief isn't linear. Like I am almost 17 years. I'm coming up on 17 years without my mom. And then the, some of the ways I was feeling while I was at the hospital and having to tell the story over and over again, I could have been five years removed. Like I could have been, you know, like it was, yeah. it still hurt. And oh, so like, yeah. it's, it was still hard to have, it was so hard to keep repeating. 
It is hard to keep repeating. It is. Or as much as I do repeat it, right? For as much as like we get on the mic all the time and and, and repeat it and I talk about it. But it's on your terms. Mm -hmm. And and also it's not, but also the biggest difference too here is that you're talking about your life and like, holy shit, this is your reality. So like that Mm -hmm. was your reality, Mm -hmm. like fuck a lifetime ago. So Mm -hmm. like that is like almost feels like, even for me, like with, with like losing my mom and like the miscarriage, like it feels like, that I feel like a different, completely different Kara than yeah. what I am today. So I can imagine it being 15 years old to 32, 33. That is literally a lifetime. It is. No, you're right. You're right. And a lot of times when I tell my story, I usually say I lost my mom at 15. It's rare that I say my mom died at 43. Right. Right. And so like, right. even, even just now when I said it, my mom died at 43, that's young. I know. And I, that's going to be tough right? for you. Mm-hmm. That's going to be tough for you when you, as you approach that age and Dom will be the same age. I was, I had Dom at about the same age that my mom had me, my yeah, hair. I thought, I thought about on that. every inch of <laughs> my know. body is growing back. Oh my God. I know. This I guy. had that thought too, while I was in the hospital. <laughs> oh, is this, a, is that the first time? It's not the first time you thought about that, but you were just no, thinking, yeah. no, I like knew, like when I got pregnant with Dom, I was 20, like, we're just about, so like I was 27 or 20 had just turned 28 when I had him. And my mom was about to turn 28. So like we're months apart when she had me. And so I, I knew that in my head, right. I yeah. like, yeah, I had my first Absolutely. kid around the time that my mom had me her second yep. kid, but I don't think it like legitimately dawned on me that will be, Dom will be the same age I was when I lost my mom at the same age. Does that make sense? So uh, when I'm 43, Dom will be the same age yeah. I was when she died. Yeah. And that's weird. That's going to be, and you <laughs> that, know what? That's weird. It is weird and that's going to be tough, but you know, it's also just going to be a thought and yeah. you know, also we're going to cross that bridge when we come to it. Cause that's a long time from now. So let's, it let's, let's, it is, let's it is but be. it isn't right. Like it is, but like, also I hope to be like hitting my fucking stride when I'm 43. Like oh, I hope yes. to be like living my best life. Like if Dom, that means Dom's going to be 15, 16 and Parker oh. is going to be yeah. 13, 14, Ooh, I right? Know. I know. I and so I have just, it. Like, I won't have it. I know it's children. Wild. No. Yes. And so I just, I hope to be like hitting a stride. Like I hope to be, I don't know, like a big boss bitch. Well, actually I hope that the grieving mama's club has completely taken off and you and I are just riding off into the grief sunset. Yes. But I just hope to be slapping yeah. our griefy wings, <laughs> just slapping our griefy wings. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just like when I think that that was the end of my mom's life. Uh, it's just weird. That yeah, that is so weird. Yeah. When I have bigger plans for myself than that, and not that she didn't have plans. I'm not saying she was like, "Yep, I lived all my life." Like I'm sh- like I don't no. think she was ready to die, but she didn't have a choice. No, I know. And you also. Yeah. I mean, like, and also you weren't there and also it was so quick. So it's like, even Mm -hmm. like in comparison, like with my, with my mom, it was quick ish. I mean, it was like still like two and a half, three weeks, but like, you know, like I still didn't have a chance to like, like I wasn't myself and like, she wasn't necessarily herself and she was on a hella drugs Mm -hmm. too. And then also she, you know, she was just still grappling with like her fate too, but like, you know, you aren't yourself. So it's like, you don't really have the opportunity to be like, are you ready to do this? Like, what are you feeling? Like, 
you seen anybody? Are you like, do you have anything you want to tell me? Like you don't have that opportunity. I, we did not have that opportunity to like Mm -hmm. chat about it. I can't imagine. I mean, I know that there's, there are a lot of people who are ready to go, but like, cause they're just in so Mm -hmm. much pain and just, you know, they done, but yeah, our moms now, but you know, I, I feel like if I was a terminal patient, like if I was diagnosed with something and they're like, you have however long to live. I am so anxious. I'm not sure that I would be I, like, I'm not sure that I would go out and be one of those, like live like you were dying people, you know, like, I think that I would just probably curl up in a ball and rock back and forth until I died. Don't you think that like, yes, initially you would be, cause it's like the shock. I mean, it's like, and then all of a sudden you're like, holy fuck, I've got to wake up. I've got to, let's just live. I feel like, yes, you would be initially, but then also you would, I think anyway, that then you'd be like, I need to fuck it. Do we're, something. We're spending yeah. money. Let's well not spend in hell of money. Cause you got to save some for those who are left behind, but like, yes. <laughs> but like, like fuck you, start you all to let's like, spend the money. Yeah. <laughs> My life. It's all about yeah. me. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Ellie work. Yes. But I mean, yeah, I just feel like I have so much anxiety over dying right now, but then again, but then, but then, but then the anxiety is not, is over not knowing when that's going to be right. Of like not having enough time. So then I guess if I was diagnosed with a terminal illness, I would know that time is of the essence and maybe I would find it. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe I would be like, let's go do all the things. I don't know. Who knows? But you know what? Like it doesn't, you know, that's it. You know what? This is what classic classic anxiety here we are spiraling uh, but talking about all these situations about like about like Fair. what if if we were and everyone on the other side of this mic is like would you shut up because you're not fucking dying <laughs> we're not correct or everybody's like yes i have those same thoughts because we're all griefy sons of that's bitches. true that's true it's, i mean yes. i would be i would be lying if i didn't if i said that i wasn't laying in bed last night and like i caught a glimpse of like my face <laughs> in my phone. And it was like, I was like, Oh my God, what if I died? And I looked like this and then Brian <laughs> saw me and I was like, Oh my God. To also to like echo your, your sentiment, like as in, in regards to like your mom and having to retell that story, I recently got a new PCP primary care doctor whom I love. She's oh, amazing. Good. Yeah. She has a bunch of freckles just like me. And, uh, <laughs> Not that that means anything, Here. but I noticed it, you know, it's, you know, I've seen my OB for the past four years for pretty much mm-hmm. everything. And like, mm-hmm. you know, cause he just takes over that role. And so I was like, I just need to find someone just for general health sake. And yep. yeah, I had to, uh, same situation, same story. Like, Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. I had to like retell the story. Well, ish retell the story in very much the same way, like a very clinical mm-hmm. way. And that, yeah, my mom died when she was 67 to cervical cancer. And she was like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I know it's completely, I know it's not preventable, mm-hmm. but it's curable. I know, I know. She's like, yeah. And it's just, it's just, I just hate. Oh, and then, you know, the D, you know, I had a miscarriage and the procedure and like, and my son has hemophilia. Agreed. Like I hate, I fucking hate that. Like, <laughs> oh, oh well, I'm like that. And then meanwhile, she's like, well, that really scares me. And I'm like, oh, cause she's pregnant. And so, and then I had another friend who had a baby recently and she was like, yeah, when he got circumcised, we were just so scared to death that like, we were just on pins and needles. I'm like, listen, this is so fucking rare. We are your case. We are the rarity. We let consider us the people that, you know, that have this condition, no one else, you know, is going to have it. Right. Even though I know that's not true. 
but no, I, mean, I know. How does that make you feel though? Like when someone says that, like when someone's like, it's like, I was worried we were going to be you. <laughs> like it's a little like, I don't know. That's like, it's a, I feel like it is a sentiment you can have, right? Like it would be fine to have sure. that sentiment, but I don't know that I would say that to you but yeah. that's also because I'm on, on the side of grief. Like, right. That seems yeah. like something someone would say, who's not necessarily grief familiar. She kind of is her dad is diagnosed with Alzheimer's, but okay. So she, so, you know, she hasn't outside of that. Mm-hmm. I don't, is not all too familiar with, it's mm-hmm. not as Fair. close as it is from us to us. And I think, and I think that she would be like, I know she would be like, oh, that's not what I meant, but like, and rightfully totally. so that would scare me too. So I can, I totally get where she is coming from, from her perspective. And like, I didn't take it as like, I took it as more like, girl, what the fuck are you worried about? We, we are the person yeah, like we're you're your fine, case. but we're although they do, on. they do have a friend that ha- also has hemophilia, but I mean, so, right. So she does kind of rife, right. She is, is, is it, it's not out of realm for her to like, it's, she's not out of line for thinking that or being right. worried about that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's, a, that's like, I feel like it's a natural worry whether or not she should have said that to me is one thing, but it didn't bother me. If anything, I felt like I felt bad that we had to be the example. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I feel bad that this happened to us because then it put causes worry for other people, which is like, no, no, no. You're just learning to live with it and learning to deal with it. So it's not necessarily as scary until Brooks knocks his fucking nose or yeah. whatever the space is in between your nose and your lip. I don't know what it's called. I don't either. Could you Whatever imagine that though, that how bad that would have, how bad that it did have to hurt? Cause I would like, I kept yeah. like hearing the, for the rest of the day, I kept hearing like the sound of like, gunk, gunk, thump, thump. And I was like, oh, oh, like it was like total PTSD and like, keep replaying it, keep replaying it. Yeah. And, like, mm. But that had to hurt so bad. Poor thing. Anyway, we worked through it. Yeah. Well, Kira, we did not talk about what we sat out to talk about today. And I feel okay with it because we did still talk about grief journeys and things like that as we do. Yes. Um, It's important because yeah, like, yeah, sorry. Next time we will chit chat about Rashida's friend, Alex, who I so want to hear more about who she is and who she was. And Mm -hmm. I so want to hear that story because I, I know nothing. I'm interested to hear. I'm just going to say excited. That's no. And I, I am excited to talk about her. Um, And I think, I think it will be, I think it will be very, very good and healing for me. But what this episode again goes to show you is that like life be popping up, right? Like it's, we had, I had one thing I was going to talk about today, but I got sick and that was a better topic for, for my grief journey, it seems. But the up and up is I am feeling a lot better. I will get a cardiologist. <laughs> I will stay on top of my heart health and go from there and try really hard not to be anxious about dying at the age of 43. Yeah. Well, good luck because yeah, I know. Hey. <laughs> I know somehow we just set ourselves up for laying in bed and catching a glimpse of your face and being like, cause if I died, is this how I would look? So anxiety, anxiety, anxiety to the fullest. Yes. So next time listeners, I will tell the story of Alex and do her, do her some sweet justice. Yes. I look forward to it. All right, girls. Thanks so much for listening to the groovy mama's club podcast. When times get tough, just remember Rashida. You're a badass bee and you got this, mama.
Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. (laughs) You do, girl. You do. 